Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Thanks for watching. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And I am here with the one and only, and yes, legendary Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Coming to you live from the field, one shopping center at a time. <laughs> I love that. Always doing deals. I love the fact that you give us an hour. Uh, just closed up uh, looking at a deal. So that, that's a lot of fun. I'm uh, buying I, shopping malls, man, all over the country. Give me, I, I can't buy them fast enough. Oh, I love that. You're going to turn, what are you going to do with shopping malls? You're going to turn them into multifamily or what are you doing? What do you think? Roller skating rinks. <laughs> <laughs> In, indoor soccer fields. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man. There you go. Hey, so I wanted to talk to you about the Fed, right? I think there's a, I think there's, the, the Fed is in an interesting spot, right? They have clearly come out with the message, Jerome Powell, and saying the inflation is transitory. And we've seen some signs of that. Lumber rolled over. Uh, clearly, there's some chip issues in automotive. There's a lot of signs that this could be transitory. Uh, but there's more and more voices out there saying, you know what? The Fed's missing it, right? The uh, grocery, uh, gas, you know, gas uh, or uh, gasoline, I think 42% year on year was up. There's a lot of signs that this inflation may be stickier and the Fed might be behind. And what concerns me is if they are behind, uh, the answer is going to be a sudden and uh, unannounced rise in interest rates, which obviously would hit housing, as you and I know. So I thought I would stand back. You know, we're here late June and ask you, right, when you're looking at inflation, does it, does it feel transitory to you or do you, do you think there's more out there that uh, maybe has you concerned? Yeah, you know, some of it's real and here to stay. Some of it is transitory. You know, uh, construction materials are up and down. That's cyclical, you know, commodities, fuel prices, those types of things. But when you look at real inflation, what they're not paying attention to and what they're ignoring is when there's 1.9 million jobs and 400,000 people still applying for unemployment, wage inflation, and wages do need to go up in this country, but wages are going up because of, of what's happened with the um, support for the bonuses, unemployment bonuses. Mm -hmm. You know, that's creating a situation where people are making more money, you know, uh, not working than they are mm -hmm. working. And it's given them leverage to negotiate higher wages, which is great. I think wages need to go up. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong on that. But what I'm saying is that is going up more and more and more across the board at different levels, which it needs to be. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I was talking about it the other day and, you know, 15 bucks an hour, uh, 10 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour for like hospital jobs. Like I, you know, I had a friend of mine that stocked medical supplies in a hospital back in the eighties when I was in high school and he was making 10, 12 bucks an hour. Hmm. And, you know, those jobs are still paying 10, 12, 15 bucks an hour. A lot of times in a lot wow. of areas, same thing with restaurants, you know, cooks, you know, hotels, and even restaurant managers, 60, 80, hundred grand a year. 10, 15 years ago, when I first started in restaurants 20 years ago, that's still the prevailing wages in restaurants now. Interesting. So these wages now are going up, which means that service industry, restaurants, everybody's raising their prices there. Airline industry, same thing. They're consolidating routes, raising wages um, and raising costs. So I think there's a lot of that type of inflation that's not going anywhere. Food costs, labor costs, retail, you know, all that type of stuff. Um that we're not going to see reduce anytime soon, especially the economy still overall is doing well. So mm -hmm. as we get open back up and we do even better, it's going to be even more uh, pressure on prices that we're going to see upward, you yeah. know, not downwards and competing for that labor prices going up, even in wall street investment banking, they can't get people in investment banking now. So they're having to pay wow. more and more and more. And, you know, so it's, it's at all levels that we all of a sudden now have this huge labor uh, issue out there and people are, you know, uh, finally able to call their own shots and increase their salaries. 
Yeah. That's funny. It's, I, I didn't know we were going to go here, but this is exactly what I've been telling people on my channel and the daily financial news for six to eight weeks. All these kind of input costs, these one-off costs, they can be absolutely transitory, right? As Because we've never shut down an economy, which proved to be really easy. And also we've never restarted an economy, which is proving more difficult as the gears kind of work themselves out. So that makes total sense. But you're right. The thing that's, the thing that's got me is wage inflation. You know, because way back in, you know, way back when I got my econ degree, uh, we learned about price elasticity and wages, right? Compensation is perhaps the most sticky thing, right? You make $15 an hour uh, and then, you know, you, you, you're doing that and your, your employer comes in and says, nope, I want to pay you 14 bucks an hour now. That doesn't happen, right? And, um, you know, what ha- we've already seen some of it, right? Uh, Chipotle came out, I think, six months ago and said, we're going to be one of the first uh, restaurants, fast food restaurants to raise uh, the starting salary. And then you fast forward like three months, they raise the price of all their uh, goods 4%, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's across the board, food, you go to the grocery stores and supplies and just your daily living items, everything is going up, mm-hmm. except for shirts. I get Brooks Brothers shirts three for $109. So <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> I look for sales, man. I get, you know, I, I like to shop for the sales, but um you know, retail is different. There, there's always things there, but yeah, the, the core necessities that we need vehicles, vehicles are yeah. through the roof. I don't see that coming down when the chip shortage thing goes away. I think car really? dealers have realized now, wait a minute, people are willing to pay for these vehicles. And, um, yeah. you know, so we'll see if that changes anytime soon. But the thing is the more, the more people make, the more they spend, the more you spend, the higher prices go. So what we are seeing on the consumer level is no different than we're seeing at the asset level. Yes. The more money that flows into assets, the more that they get inflated. The Fed knows they have a problem at the asset level. Stock market, you know, S and P. I don't know. I haven't looked this morning what it's doing, but it's at a record. Uh, or, or, I, I, I talked about it again. S and P every day, record high. Dow, record high. Nasdaq. So until they stop that, that's going to continue to inflate, inflate, inflate. And that's going to do so much damage. It's just not even funny. Same thing happens at the consumer level, Mm. you know, uh, housing, vehicles, everything. I mean, so there's real, real inflation Mm. that's here to stay, that the only thing that's going to change it is going to be an economic um, event, a market accident um, that's, that's going to be very destructive and there's going to be no way out of it. So the Fed fully understands they've got nowhere to go. There's no way to stop it. If they start raising rates, if they start tapering, you know, it's going to be a deflation in assets, you know, 30% or more potentially. Wow. It just has to. It, there's that much leverage in liquidity in the system that has to unwind and they can't do that forever. Or maybe they can. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> that's beyond my brain power to be able to compute. Can they keep doing it? Yeah. Um you know, forever, but you know, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, that's why the fed or, or Powell specifically is, is he's really trying to, I think the one thing that Powell's trying to do is kind of clearly paint where he's going. Right. I think for example, in August is when they're going to start talking about tapering, right. They've taken the whole talking about, talking about it. They're like, no, we're, we're, we're going to start doing that. I think that well, I think- when they send the flag, you know, they send the flag up the flagpole every once in a while with every meeting and they kind of test the waters <laughs> and send messages. And you've got Janet Yellen saying, hey, we need to yeah. send more. You know, we need to you know, we need to do this. And if we don't increase the debt, we're going to we're going to be going default. And yeah. so you got her on one hand going, you know, you're not you know, you've seen the memes of yeah. Val sitting there with the printer. That's hilarious. He, he needs <laughs> two of them. He needs to yeah, be going yeah. with both hands now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does. So he's no dummy. 
Okay. He comes from the world of investment banking. Yeah. He fully understands the gravity of his situation and every word that they speak. Mm. And he, you know, he's no dummy. He knows inflation is here. He knows it's real. Some of it's going to be transitory. And there are indications that, you know, once we get back open, the economy's doing well, some of that. But again, if it's doing too well, it's kind of a double-edged sword. What they're really worried about, what the big holy cow is, is deflation. Uh, and that's when you're going to start hearing them. When you hear them start talking about deflation, we got a big problem. Wow. Uh, so, so do you see, uh, I wasn't going to go here, but why not? We've thrown it out there. Are you concerned about deflation? And I'm guessing deflation is most specifically talking about asset deflation. Yeah. I'm not concerned about anything. I'm just prepared for everything. Oh, so, I like that. Um, I know that deflation is real. It's already going to happen. It's a matter of when, and they're not going to be able to stop it. Mm. So, um, you know, that that is at a high level. It's not inflation. that's ultimately going to be the, the problem. It's going to be deflation. That's at the asset level across the board. That's the wealth of the, you know, American. Well, it's not even America anymore. It's the whole world. Global. Right. We're all tied together. So there's going to be a global deflationary um period that we're going to have to go through and we're going to have to go through it. The question is, how do we go through it? Where does that get written down at what level and what do we look like on the other side? And again, it's all, you know, I, I don't worry about it. I'm not concerned because I'm prepared for it and I'm positioned for it. So what happens? Assets devalue, market comes down 30%. There's a lot of wealth that's going to get wiped out. That's a lot of people's retirements. It's pension funds, investment funds, it's people's, you know, portfolios. Um, so you just got to prepare for it and be be ahead of the game for there. Um, you know, the dollar will remain strong as prices come down. The dollar strengthens, you know, as we have market tapering, the dollar gets a little bit stronger. Yep. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that in, in that regard. Interest rates go up a little bit. Housing prices come down. So it's all checks and balances and it kind of comes back into a line. But, um, you know, it's it's real and it's on its way. So you just need to be prepared and be ready for it and just make sure that you're um, you know, you have enough cash, you know, to, to, you don't let your portfolio go down to nothing, you know, and yeah. expect it to come right back. Yeah. And that's, again, we've talked about this a couple of times and that's, that's why you don't, you're not one of the believers or preachers of cash is trash, right? Cash is an option on the future or option on future opportunities. I, I believe you said before. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's what you've done to position yourself for the opportunities. You, you, you see it coming, you don't know when, uh, but you see it coming. So you're ready. Should that, of those events happen. So for anybody watching who says cash is trash, send it to me. I'll take <laughs> care of your trash for you. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's good. You know, I mean, it's real simple. It's not my opinion and it's not your opinion. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. You, mm -hmm. you just look at the data. Whenever the market's down, whenever the economy is down, the dollar is up. It's yeah, just how fear. it is. Yeah. You know, when, when, when the world is coming to an end economically, everybody goes to the dollar everywhere in the world. Yep. That is the number one currency in the world, regardless of what you believe or where you are. It's not a criticism. It's not anything. It's the data. Yeah. It is what it is. Agreed. And anybody watching this, if I gave you a choice between, you know, owning a portfolio of stocks of a million bucks, you know, long term mm -hmm. in terms of what's coming or having a million bucks cash in the bank when that market is selling off, which one do you want? Yeah. You know, everybody's going to want cash. Yeah. You can't take your stocks to the grocery store. No, exactly. Can't take a gold bar, things of that nature for sure. And, and that, that's, that's something that a lot of people miss. And I tried to do a video on that the other day, maybe it was the daily financial news that I used the dollar is a fear indicator, right? Sometimes when yeah. the dollar is getting stronger, it's actually a sign that there's fear in the market. There's fear, there's nervousness. Cause you're right. 
what do people do? They rush out, they rush into the dollar, right? So, um, you know, that's-, that's Well, good. the dollar is the number one asset on the balance sheets of governments around the world and banks exactly. around the world. I mean, that's their number one reserve asset. You know, mm -hmm. that is their hedge. So, you know, cash is trash. I get what that means. And, you know, as we're in an inflationary environment and the more money is printed, that theoretically should weaken the dollar, but it hasn't to the degree that a lot of criti critics have said it should have. Yeah. So it's very interesting to me that the dollar is not weaker than it is. And that tells you it's because of the, you know, reserve status of the dollar. And I know China's trying to cha change that with a digital wand, but, you know, nobody's going to fly into that. I mean, they might play with it and trade it and, you know, speculate on it, but that's never going to become a world reserve currency. No, there's no chance. No, no mm -hmm. chance. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to topic number three. Uh, how can people become a part of your world? Yep, gregdickerson.com. All my info's there. I have a YouTube channel, Greg Dickerson. There's a sportscaster with that name and me, and that's about all that pops up when you Google that. Yeah, and folks, if you want to see 100 hours of Greg and I talking, there's a playlist listed below. He's one of my weekly experts every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Yeah.